you are just kind of going about your business, doing your deal. And you're like, hmm, you know, I'm feeling a little like I'd like to play. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you either will act on that. And, you know, if you're alone, you will have engage in what I call self-play. Um, or you will, um, if your partner's around and they're available, you'll, you know, approach your partner with the the ask of, you know, can we? And, you know, make sure that you get that taken care of. Or in the case, most of the time with my clients, they they are not even aware that they're having those thoughts and ideas and they push them down because it's like, "Eh, I don't have time for that. I got to go do this and that and the other. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. We are live. Welcome to the Get Up Girl Show with your gal, Joanna Vargas. I have the pleasure, the all the pleasure of speaking to one of my really good friends, Dr. Brandy Manigat. She is an OBGYN and sex and pleasure coach. Dr. Brandy, welcome to the show with your hot red lipstick and your sexy um, braids. I love them. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be back. This is, you know, always a pleasure to sit and chat with you, Joanna. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I was so excited to talk to you today. Hopefully everybody has heard part one. It doesn't say part one, but I did talk to Dr. Brandy. Gosh, we did a few episodes with you. You were on Slay Gals, like during our little holiday replay. And then also you and I had also just a podcast and an Instagram show. So this is like really like part four. We really wanted to get bring you back because, you know, in my point of view, I'm wondering, and then I want to hear from you, with the pandemic, and I'm going to call it PTSD of this year Mm. and a half coming out of it, so to speak, what have you noticed with your clients and question, are they all female or do you have all kinds of clients, you know, or, um, and how are they seeing sex pleasure as a priority coming out of the pandemic? Well, um, what I have noticed really is a more acuteness, a little more acuteness to the issues that have been going on. Like the the stuff that's been going on is the same, but they're, they're because we were so close together, because we were in lockdown and it was, you know, things just, it was like, it came up and it was more there was more awareness around it and more of an acute sense of i've got to work on this like we've got to figure this out um what i've been seeing a lot is either you know couples come together and you know they they figure out some good tools to 
make sure that things are going well in the bedroom. And then I see another group where it's like, yeah, no, we weren't doing so great before. And and even now it's like, yeah, I, I'm tired of you blinking. Can you just go <laughs> over there and leave me alone? So, um, you know, it, it's kind of split, but there's just more acuteness and more awareness around what's happening in the bedroom. And I work specifically with women. Um, I, I don't specifically work with men, although, you know, I can give some pointers, give some viewpoints for men um, because they they have a totally different understanding about what is happening. And if their their partner, or their wife is like, you know, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want to have sex. And they're thinking, okay, well, there's something about me. You're not attracted to me. You don't want me. You don't desire me. And that generally is not the case. Um, it's usually some external thing, you know, like the four agreements, you know, don't take anything personally. <laughs> it's not you. It's, yeah. it's, it's generally something inside of us that is not where we want it to be and not where we need it to be in order to relax and enjoy sex. So, yeah, I think of a female yeah. orgasm and because as I, I just know my female orgasm, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg. So mm -hmm. I know for my own body, the more orgasms I have, I'm going to feel better. But then it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't even get there. So it's like, which one came mm -hmm. first? Well, I got to feel better. I got to feel good in order to have it. And then once I have it, then I feel good, but I don't feel good enough to have it. Do you, mm -hmm. are you aware of that? Like, like it's, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's just which one came first and you're like, okay, then finally I'm just going to give in so I can have the orgasm so I can feel better. But I feel like I'm being <sighs> forced. That's the mm -hmm. word I would use, mm -hmm. forced mm -hmm. to do this. And yeah. then like, I almost feel like, <sighs> like I, I don't want to have sex, but I want to feel good right. afterwards. What have you mm -hmm. with clients on that? Well, you know, I think a lot of it is that we, well, there's several things. One is just this idea that we are not even deserving of pleasure. We're not worthy of pleasure. And so it takes a lot for us to even get into the mindset of, okay, I'm doing this and it's for my pleasure. It's not so that I can tick another box off of my to-do list. It's not something that I'm doing for somebody else because that always takes priority. We don't take care of ourselves. We take care of everybody else first. Um, so that's the first thing, just not even having a thought that I am worthy of pleasure. And you are. Your body was made for pleasure. Your body is amazing in the fact that it can give you so much pleasure, but we don't take the time to explore that. Um, but then there's also kind of this, this idea that you have to have spontaneous desire be the beginning of anything sexual. And that's not the case. That's not true. Um, a lot of times spontaneous desire is not the first thing because our minds are so many different places, 15 minutes, <laughs> 15 minutes at least in the future. Um, so we're not present, we're not in the moment. And so the, to even have space for that spontaneous desire to come into play is hard. So that can make it difficult to get into that mood. Um, and then, our days are so jam-packed. 
it's like, where am I even going to fit this? Yeah. And then depending on what happens after you, you have the orgasm, because for some people, for some women, it is very energizing. You do it and you feel so much better and you're ready to, you know, tackle the world. And for other women, and, and it can change even with the same woman in different times, you know, you have it and you're like, okay, I just want to go to sleep. But if you're thinking, okay, I still got 15 other things to do, I can't go to sleep. I have so much to do, then that's another deterrent. So there, there are a few different reasons why um, a woman may feel forced um, in that sense, especially in the sense of like masturbation versus with a partner. Um, a lot of times it is the approach of the partner um, and they just, they're not understanding that, hey, I need a, a little something extra. Like you can't just roll over and be like, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, and we need to, we know, we need to do some things. Um, another thing is just, okay, you don't necessarily like the foreplay that leads up to it, but you don't know how to have that conversation with your partner to say, hey, you know, I would really like it if you did this versus that. Um, so, you know, we're kind of bored or just not satisfied with all of what's happening even though the orgasm, once you get there, may be amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, t the third thing probably is not knowing those spots on your body and your partner not knowing those spots on your body that can give you great pleasure. Because for some women, there's this idea that sex is just for my partner. It's not for me. I'm just going to lay here. You do your thing. And when you're done, I'm going to get up and go do whatever. But that's not true. That's not how we were created. That's not how God created our bodies and not how God created us to be in partnership. So, um, you know, you have to really kind of explore like what is happening here? Why am I why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling forced um, and then address it in the best way possible? And sometimes that's just with being aware Sometimes that's with getting help with a coach like myself or a sex therapist, um, even sometimes regular therapists who have a special niche um, in in the sex sexual arena and in sexual activity. So, Dr. Brittany, I have like a million questions swirling in my I know. Head. <laughs> I know you're like, hey, wait, what? wait, let me get a question in. <laughs> I do want to go back to you saying not deserving of pleasure. I felt like I wanted mm. to grow up when you said that. So I knew there was something there. I know there's some, a trigger for me because mm -hmm. I didn't think cognitively, Dr. Brandy, that I felt that way. But when you said it, mm -hmm. ugh, I felt it right here. So I know there's some, mm -hmm. there. almost like I started to tear with a little bit of uh, just a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to talk about that. Do you feel, cause you said that first, do you, are you aware mm -hmm. or are most of your clients, is that pretty much like a high thing up there as women, we don't feel like we deserve it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, for the majority of my clients, um, who come to me, it, it is that, um, and that actually, you know, um, for a number of reasons, um, I know for me, it was a little bit of kind of my background, the background story of how I came into this world, <laughs> kind of my parenting and early childhood stuff um, with, you know, my mom and dad not being together and just kind of that dynamic of just not feeling worthy in general 
yeah. of anything and then not feeling worthy of good things. So, and not having a good association uh, around sex because I had some molestation things that happened early on and even into my teens. So there was just, there was a lot around sex where it was like, that's bad and I'm bad because people are doing bad things to me. Yeah. And so um, I think part of it is that just this sense of I'm not good enough. I'm not, and I have to keep doing, doing, doing to be good enough to earn this right. Not understanding that, you know, it's, it's not anything to be earned just because you are here, you are loved and you are deserving of pleasure. I know that cognitively. I'm like, okay, I get mm -hmm. it. But then yet, like I said, it's under, it's so deep. What mm -hmm. would be like step one that you would have your clients do if, if they're like, okay, I get it. What do I do? Now? Um, well, there's a couple things. So one is, you know, right off the bat, I have them to just kind of tell me what their, their reaction is to that statement. I am worthy of pleasure. Mm. And, you know, if, I generally phrase it as, do you agree with the statement? Ooh. Am I worth, I am worthy of pleasure. And then I ask why or why not? And we go, you know, we dive into that piece. And then um, another practice that I have um, my clients do, my women do, is something called mirror work. And it, what I have them do is get in the mirror and I have them say some affirmations to themselves. Like literally, I want you to look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say these things to yourself. And invariably they're like, it feels weird to say it in the beginning. And I'm like, I know, but I also know that it works because I've done it myself so that I can overcome those issues. But mm -hmm. I just saying, I love you to yourself and looking yourself in the eyes and saying that and repeating it until it is not feeling, you know, super duper like, ha ha ha, why am I doing this? You know, all of that stuff that comes up when we, we are doing something and we feel silly or we feel like, you know, why am I doing this? That's one of, I think that's one of the things that I've learned, I've learned in the pandemic is that I love myself, yes, but there's so much more to just saying, okay, I love myself. Mm -hmm. There's some deeper things that go into self-love. And part of that is self-pleasure mm -hmm. and doing things that not only affirm who you are, but that pour into your soul and pour into who you were put on this earth to be. Wow. So many ahas for me. One of the things that I do want to go back to is you said spontaneous desire. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? This is what I took from it. Almost like I think it's a movie. I'm supposed to be turned on just like all of a sudden. And he just, my partner mm -hmm. grabs, kisses me. And all of a sudden I'm on. Is that kind of what you mm -hmm. mean? What do you mean by spontaneous desire? Well, um, that's a good example of how it plays out. Um, but spontaneous desire, when I say that, I say, I say that to mean you are just kind of going about your business, doing your deal. And you're like, hmm, you know, I'm feeling a little like I'd like to play. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you either will act on that. And, you know, if you're alone, 
you will have engage in what I call self-play, um, or you will, um, if your partner's around and they're available, you'll, you know, approach your partner with the, the ask of, you know, can we, and, you know, make sure that you get that taken care of, or in the case, most of the time with my clients, they, they are not even aware that they're having those thoughts and Ooh. ideas. Okay. And they push them down because it's like, eh, I don't have time for that. I got to go do this and that and the other. And over time, as you continue to stuff those feelings, um, your brain will actually say, okay, listen, that doesn't seem to be important to her. We're going to stop bringing those signals to her attention. Got it. And so another one of the practices that I, I do for my clients is to have them track like, listen, I want you to literally track when you are feeling any type of sexual anything, if it's a fleeting thought, if it's tingly sensation. And for some, that's very hard. It's like they've been stuffing and suppressing that desire for so long that they, they have no idea what it even feels like, looks like, what have you. So then I say, OK, well, let baby steps. Just be aware of the things that feel really good to you during the day, whether it's a good meal, whether it's how, you know, your clothing feels on your skin, whether it's, you know, a compliment from somebody, just bask in that and under and learn okay. what it feels like to feel good. I'm writing that down because Dr. Brandy, like in my teens and 20s all the time all the time, that spontaneous mm -hmm. desire, all the time. And I just, aha, I pushed it and pushed it down and pushed it down. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of it was shame. A lot of it was you're a slut, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I can still hear the voice yeah. of, you know, and I, I know now, Dr. Brandy, that it was jealousy from other women mm -hmm. to shame me because this guy likes me or every, where I go, mm -hmm. I attract men. And it's like, oh, Joanna, you're a slut. You're this. How can you do that? And it was like they were saying mm -hmm. it because they care. And I bought it like they care. Now I see it. And I it, mm -hmm. it was jealousy, you know, like. So but I bought it as shame. So I stuffed mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and I stuffed it and I stuffed down that I was a. Like I was a, like I was like this woman, like this, mm, I could walk into a room and attract men. Now I'm like, oh no, don't attract mm -hmm. them. <laughs> but I walk mm -hmm. into a room and go, no, I would like to get their attention, even though I'm like, mm -hmm. no. So that's a fight within itself. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> Dr. Brandy, I, I now say, oh, it's because I'm older. So I don't get a, attention from men or whatever. Mm -hmm. What is that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, and I created that story. To go, oh, mm -hmm. I only got it when I was younger because men like younger yeah. women. What is the yeah. craziness on yeah. that? It was a, it's a record. It's a record. So now mm -hmm. I believe that I'm not attractive. So then I believe. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said at the beginning, the chicken and the egg, like a circle. Mm -hmm. So then there's less spontaneous desire. There's mm -hmm. less urge. There's less feeling deserving of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which now leads to like not feeling as successful. Mm -hmm. so do you mm -hmm. think that if there were more orgasms in the world, 
particularly from females. You think Girl, yes. <laughs> Girl, yes, yes. Easy answer. And before I dive into that, <laughs> I want to go back to what you said. Okay, yes, let's go that's back. an easy answer. <laughs> um, and it's about the stories that we tell ourselves, the things that we make up about what happens yeah. to us. That was probably the game changer for uh, my transformation. And, right. you know, just for, for people who haven't caught the previous lives, um, I got into this work because I was having my own struggles with low libido. And it started in, you know, my late 20s. And just at that point, I wasn't, was I married? I was married then. Um, but had been dealing with it even before my marriage. Um, and it literally just exploded my relationship and broke my relationship apart. And, you know, through that, that work that I was doing to try to save my relationship and figure out, you know, what was, what was wrong with me? Um, you know, I was looking at different things, different resources, and nobody and nothing was there that would be a lasting solution. And so I had to dig deep and find my own solution. And these were the things that I learned um, along the way. And these are the things that I teach my clients and they don't have to spend 10, 15 years combing through all the stuff to try to figure out how to, how to get their sexy back really. Um, Cause you know, before you would not see me all dolled up and pretty and lipstick and earrings and all the things, right? Yeah, I, I was it. like, what am I getting dressed up for? I'm just going to put on these clothes. <laughs> I'm going to put on these scrubs and go to work. <laughs> right? What? Like, what am I doing that for? Whatever. So it, it, it was a game changer. Mm -hmm. But the stories that I was telling myself about why I didn't want sex, why I I wasn't interested why I I had all the reasons like I was always tired <laughs> I was always tired it was like dude I just came in from delivering two babies I'm going to sleep because I got to get up and go to clinic in like three hours why are you messing with me so I was there were reasons and stories that I told myself oh he doesn't love me he just wants to have sex with me. I'm just this object. I'm the warm body here and he can't because we're married and all just a whole bunch of stories. But the stories that you tell yourself, well, they are influencing how you then interact in the world, no matter what kind of relationship it is, intimate or otherwise. So you have to be aware of what what you're making of something and catching it and even if you know getting good at just catching yourself like oh that's the story i'm thinking okay you don't even have to do anything just being aware that you're thinking it yeah. so i i wanted to stop and and make sure that we talked about that because that's important because a lot of women make up different stories like like you were saying the shame around it oh if i if i act like i want to have sex more He'll think that, you know, I'm I'm not a good girl. Oh, if I do this particular type of act with sex, oh, I'm not a good girl. Just all of these stories that we make up and all of this shame that's around sex. And it's not, it was never meant to be shameful. It was never meant to, to embody that. But the 
the world has taking, taken it and has made it such so that it, it's very difficult to get past that, to get past that shame. Oh my gosh, so good. I do want to go back yeah. to the stories. My 2019 mm-hmm. theme, or you know, you and I, we do our annual plans. We've had mm-hmm. a similar mm-hmm. business coach. Shout out to um, Marianne, Emma Jeffrey. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how we met. But in 2019, one of mine was to stop telling stories that don't serve me. And what mm-hmm. I realized, Dr. Brandy, is that whenever I choose something for that year, I'm really focused on it. And I did. I stopped. Like like you said, I was very aware, like, oh, here it comes in. And what I noticed just right now, just had an mm-hmm. aha, that if it's not right here in my face, girl, then I stopped. I stopped being aware of it. And they started mm-hmm. to creep back in, especially last year with the pandemic. I felt like almost like I graduated. 2019, mm-hmm. I got that no more telling stories. I'm good, you know? And then I, yes. I Dr. Brown, I started telling different stories. So I cleaned up the mm-hmm. old stories, but I told, I'm telling new ones. And I mm-hmm. just, I have goosebumps all over my arms and shoulders right now from, whoa, Joanna, mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. that. This is not a, a like yeah. uncheck mark. And I'm going to add that back into my, my plans to my, to my awareness that I am creating, mm-hmm. telling, living, looking for evidence for these stories and they're different ones. And it's like mm-hmm. a whole new level and I'm aware of them. Uh, like, uh, let me take that back. I'm aware of some of them. It's different mm-hmm. than it was in 2018 the stories. Mm-hmm. I was very unconscious and unaware and like, oh no, but this is the truth, Dr. Brandy. You know, and I would mm-hmm. make these stories much bigger. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. So anybody listening, please, this is big. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's not going to be, okay, got it. You know, pop, pop, all done. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I, I want to talk- back to the question. Oh, I know, right, girl. Orgasm important to your success. Yes, yes, and yes. The whole thing of the show. (laughs) Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, go back. So for women, I feel like, and I hate to say it as this cliche, but we are living lives of quiet desperation. (laughs) And we are just, you know, hanging on by our fingernails, trying to keep all the plates spinning in the air so that everything runs as smoothly as it possibly can. And we are leaving ourselves out of the equation. And success is not just how much money you make, the titles you have, Success is being able to look in the mirror and be happy with what you see. Success is being in touch with your feminine energy, your feminine essence, and not trying to hide it or stuff it to get ahead. And I feel like when you are having regular good orgasms, everything changes. The game changes. It's not even a game anymore. It literally is. I am here. I am me. I'm comfortable in my body. 
I'm comfortable receiving pleasure. Like women, we we have so much trouble even receiving a compliment. We feel like we have to give it back. We have, feel like we have to deflect it. When you are experiencing regular orgasms and regular pleasure, there was this one study that was done. I think it was, it's been about a year and a half ago that they reported on it. And they said that women who were having good sex and regular orgasms were perceived as being more creative and better leaders. Mm. And in this was in the corporate space. And so if you are having that perception, because a lot of times, you know, we tried to have a woman president and they were like, no, women can't lead, da, 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 da. There's always this little, you know, chatter about a woman being a leader. And so, you know, one of the ways of combating that, what they showed with the study was that you are perceived in a, a different light and you are perceived to be more, have more leadership qualities and you're more likely to get promoted, which means a better paycheck. Wow. So, you know, it, it actually is, you know, there's some tangible data to show that you having bad sex is affecting your bottom line. It's a, it's affecting more than just, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm just not having sex and it's fine. You know, it's not as frivolous as we thought. Not only that, you know, orgasms have so many benefits that go from, you know, just overall better health, better immune system, limit, it limits your pain. You, you know, if you have migraine headaches, especially, it will help those to go away, lowers your blood pressure, lowers your heart rate, decreases stress, helps with sleep. There's so many benefits and so many reasons to have and make sure that you're having good sex. Um, and then, like I said, that that dollar, <laughs> the money, it, it is important. It helps with creativity. It's so important. I wonder, Dr. Brandy, you know how women earn less than men on paper. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's changing. Yet, do you think that has a something to do with it of all the shame. I do. Yeah, I do. We've talked I about do. this before too. Yeah. I, I, gosh, I was talking to Salome about this. Also men masturbate much more than women or they, it's like no big deal. We all know they do it. It's like, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. women are, we're more shameful about it. And mm -hmm. even if they're not men are not having sex with a partner, they're still most likely to masturbate more often than we are. And I wonder if all mm -hmm. these, like you're saying, create better leaders of why they're making more money. And is it really because you're a man or because this energy that you're um, emitting from your body and you're attracting mm -hmm. that. So if we were to have more mm -hmm. orgasms and think just, can we be happier and more successful? And I say, yes, mm -hmm. amen. With mm -hmm. that, Dr. Brandy, self-pleasure, self-play, you called it. Mm -hmm. AKA masturbation for women or anybody. Is that the same as having orgasms, would you say? Or do you think having it with a partner mm -hmm. is different? Because with the pandemic, I had a lot of friends that were mm -hmm. like, oh no, I have my my rabbit. I have my right. tool. Right. I need a guy. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I need hands over. I want a hug. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Any science or well, the benefits of orgasm 
are the same, whether it's partnered sex or solo play or masturbation. Okay. Um, so you get the same benefits. However, we are relational beings and it definitely can elevate the experience. Like elevate. you said, you know, being, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> being held, being caressed, you know, that sense of bonding with another person is also important. Um, you know, I'm not a pediatrician, I'm an OBGYN, but we do know um, that there's something called failure to thrive. So babies who are in the nursery don't get loving cuddles and touches and things like that. You can give them all the food, all the nutrients, all the stuff in the world, and they won't grow. They won't develop. So being in relationship, if, if you can be, is good. But if you're not at the moment, you know, that doesn't negate the benefits of orgasm. Failure to thrive. I wrote that down and I'm circling it twice. There was a couple yeah. years ago, Dr. Brandy, where I, on paper, I was very successful. This was when I was mm -hmm. doing a music festival and I had this and that and everything was like, whoa, Joanna is a mover and a shaker. And I would mm -hmm. leave the event, Dr. Brandy, by myself in tears. And everybody, mm -hmm. I saw Lady Gaga say this. She's like, there's cameras flashing. I'm, I'm in front of 50,000 people and all of a sudden I go home alone and I cry mm -hmm. and I have a glass of wine by myself. So failure to thrive, just because you're around people, just like the kid in the nursery doesn't mean like, I want the hugs. Mm -hmm. And I had that yeah. in the pandemic. There, I had mm -hmm. so many Zoom calls and so many friends and so many, et cetera, et cetera. And I was crying, like, just like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I just want, I want to be around people. I want to hug you. I want to, I want to go to a retreat. Mm -hmm. I want to hang out with you. I want to just, you know, lie in bed with right. you. Be in your energy. Just be in your energy. So I could see the mm -hmm. difference of what that could be masturbation as compared to being with the person had a big mm -hmm. aha on that. And I am a Ramo relational, relational person. You said like, I need, mm -hmm. I need people, even though I'm highly mm -hmm. introverted, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I do, I want to still have your need. Yeah. You still have yeah. your need for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm an introvert good. too. Yeah, you and I are very similar. We're introverted. Mm -hmm. and like, I'm like, an introvert we're like, okay, bye, peace out. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm thinking about how many, and I know, Dr. Brandy, as that happened, I had people around me that were concerned. So we're like, okay, are you bipolar? Are you this? And I talked to a, mm -hmm. a therapist and she goes, oh, honey, you're fine. You're just lonely. Mm -hmm. Literally, that was mm -hmm. it bald crying you're just lonely <gasps> and when I saw that I started to go on a quest like you said like okay I'm going to go on this mm -hmm. quest and see what this is my yeah. my value started to change I stopped mm -hmm. putting so much into work and people go like mm -hmm. what happened mm -hmm. you used to do all this and I'm like man I was so successful on paper but dying inside I was so mm -hmm. lonely I had failure to mm -hmm. thrive so I was thriving, mm -hmm. but like dying inside. And I wonder yeah. if that's very similar to women that are even in a marriage or in a, a partnership and yes. failure to thrive yes. because there is no connection. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm filtering yes. my lips as it's like aha moments. Yeah, in my life. Right. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> like, oh, 
Like I'm talking to you, but I'm talking but I, to this me. This is for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that disconnection is is a mother. <laughs> that sense of disconnection is a mother. It will take you out. It will take you out. Do you think it compounds over time as well? I feel like it's I think it does. Yeah, I think it does and it can. And it leads to people just kind of being stuck in their bubbles. And it's just like, okay, this, you know, this is who I am now. Like first it's, it's just, okay, this is happening. Then it's kind of a habit. Then it just becomes your personality and who you are. And it's just, it's so hard to break out of that. Yeah. That's it, Dr. Brandon. Like I'm almost like, this is me now. And I'm I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I don't want to be this. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna say something. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say something about the disconnection because not only can it be between us, like people, between people, we also as women have a disconnection um of our minds to our bodies. And we're always up here thinking and it, you know, we're just, (laughs) our body just holds our neck through the world, but we're not aware of our bodies. And it's like, okay, what, you know, what, how do we get there? How do we get embodied? And one of the ways that I like to do it is through dancing and specifically dancing that that moves the hip and pelvic area because that's where our sacral chakra is our energy center that's around creativity and around um, sexuality and sensuality and so i often will have my clients to do some sort of body work or body movement to stimulate that that energy to improve and increase because we got to get just we're stuck here. Like even clients are, are like, I'm having sex and five minutes in, you know, I'm thinking about the laundry and who I got to take to the, what kid I got to take to the doctor tomorrow. And and, you know, I got this presentation at work that I got to finish. And, you know, it's like, OK, well, how do you expect to enjoy this encounter if you're not even in the encounter? So. We have to also be mindful of that that disconnect between our mind and our bodies. Um, and I, I usually start them with, start my clients with just doing some meditation, a little bit of meditation so you can get practice in being present in the moment. And then you can begin to do other things in the bedroom to help you to stay present and be in the moment. Oh, Dr. Brandy, we're going to need a part 4,000. Right. (laughs) I got one more question that's like, and I hope, I wonder if anybody else has the same thing about the disconnection embodiment. I, I've talked to other women that do this as well. And there's also almost like a little bit of shame or maybe a lot of shame or embarrassment or feel bad about it that we Mm -hmm. fantasize as we're having sex Mm -hmm. because in order Mm -hmm. to to get into it get into it yeah mm-hmm. yeah what, have you heard of that or noticed that or mm-hmm. your thoughts on yes. that is it though a disconnection though from your body in order to enjoy it um it can be it can be um 
I've seen it go either way. I've had clients who do it and that is their way, like you said, of getting into the moment. Um, and then I, I have had other clients who do it actually as a way of distancing themselves yeah. in the moment. So um, it can go it can go either way. So I think it, it is the intention behind it. Um, a lot of times um, I will see the fantasizing happen if you've had like sexual trauma, like rape or anything like that. Um, it'll be like, OK, well, I'm going to this other place because this other place is safer than where I am right now versus, um, you know, hey, I'm trying to get into it and and really, you know, enjoy the encounter. And for those women who are using it as a tool to get into the mood, I would say, um, you know, it's not hurtful. And if you can, if possible, fantasize about something that you're, you and your partner that you're with currently are doing um, that or have done so that, because they can feel it, your partner can feel it when you are not like focused on them, even if it's in a fantasy. So um, either make the, have the fantasy be more in tune and more in line with something that you two are do, have done in the past or are doing currently. Um, and you can even, you know, begin to speak out what, what you're fantasizing about and see, you know, how that works with your partner. And that brings them into it so that it's not so, okay, we're together, but I'm here in my head. Wow. Very helpful. Yeah. You know, you're, you're so good at Dr. Brandy is your energy, your, your delivery is so inviting. Like I, I understand how women feel very comfortable with you, you know? And so yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I get that a lot. I'm like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Cause it's not me at all. It's the Lord. <laughs> very good at it. You know, I can understand mm -hmm. as an OBGYN, like I feel so comfortable with you. Like here's mm -hmm. open up the legs. Here we go. Here's everything. <laughs> you know, my mind and my, my hoo-ha all open and right. So right. comfortable with you. And like, it's just two girlfriends having a conversation. There's never mm -hmm. zero shame. Like, wow. Thank you for that. And I hope everybody yeah. listening as well received the same that I received. If they're mm -hmm. listening going, oh my gosh, how do I work with Dr. Brandy? Because I know you have an, an orgasm, mm -hmm. like a, it's a class, it's a have, course, right? Mm -hmm. I have yeah. a mini course. Mm -hmm. Mini course, yes. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Brandy, is that a pre-recorded class or is that like a group class or live? Tell us mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, so the mini course is, uh, it's pre-recorded. It is um, my take on helping women to have amazing orgasms. It's called Stop Faking It, The Secret yes. to Amazing Orgasms. <laughs> um, because we are, in a sense, faking it. We're faking it and trying to make it, but we're not making it. Um, and so the course itself is very short because we're busy. Nobody's got time for three, four, five weeks of, of stuff. This is an hour total, <laughs> an hour, okay? Yeah. So you can do an hour. Okay. And it teaches you not only your 
pleasure points on your body because there's at least 10 points on your body that you can stimulate for orgasm. So it gives you all of that. It teaches you ways to maximize your pleasure so that you are enjoying the, the process and you're enjoying the moment. It talks, we talk about multiple orgasms. We talk about blended orgasms, all the A spot, the K spot, U spot and squirting, all that stuff. We talk about that in the course. Um, and then we also break down how you can make almost like an orgasm action plan. So you know what you need in order to be able to have an amazing sexual experience. And then there's a bit in there. So it teaches you how to ask for what you want from your partner. Mm. So it, it, it kind of covers the gamut because those are the things that I see as kind of the stumbling blocks when women come to me and they're like, I'm, you know, we're having sex. It kind of feels good, but, you know, I'm not having those, the amazing orgasms like I used to have or, you know, I don't even know if I've ever had one. Mm. So, you know. We, I send them to that course and that's a good way to get started. We will definitely put that link in. Yeah, stop faking it. Mm -hmm. And a link to your mm -hmm. book. And I love, like oh, you yeah. said, it's a great book. I've read it. It's it's an easy read, you know? Mm -hmm. you on a Sunday afternoon, real quick, go back to it. Yeah. It's not, you know, 4,000 page and feel like, oh, like I love how you said, <laughs> we ain't got time. We, we ain't got that time. got time for that, right? <laughs> Everybody got time for that. Yeah. Quick, easy, fun book. Yeah. And you have such mm -hmm. a good delivery on that. Last question for you, because this is my own personal request. Do you mm -hmm. have a group of women that come together? And if if not, are you thinking about that? <laughs> it's so funny that you asked that question. Yes. I do not have a group of women um, at this time. I am, however, considering it strongly that is the next thing that I want to do yeah to sign up I'm yeah I'm really missing like I like we said failure to thrive the pandemic mm -hmm. has taught me that I love a tribe of women and mm -hmm. my men too but I love a tribe yeah. I love retreat yeah. I love coming together if we have the option of you know they go zoom or in person I'm the girl there in person mm -hmm. I'm the in-person mm -hmm. girl I'll do a zoom okay but I prefer yeah. You know, so anyway, but even a tribe of women on Zoom, I, mm -hmm. I wonder of how many other women out there would be kicking yeah. down your door, and especially with mm -hmm. your energy, Dr. Brandy Talia. Yeah. And what would the ripple effect be if you brought, let's just mm -hmm. say, ten women together that had incredible orgasms, and how they can ripple effect out into the world? Wow! Wow! wow. Okay, you got me thinking. You got me thinking. <laughs> I am asking. Yeah, I could totally feel yeah. the ripple effect. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Nice. For I, I such you were such a contribution to my day, to this conversation. It. I think it's a conversation that I wish we would have more of in this yeah. nature, without the yeah. judgment behind it. And you have such a way mm -hmm. of removing the judgment and just going. Here it is, gals. Yeah. And how can it be different? Mm -hmm. You have mm -hmm. the how can it be different energy. And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank we'll you. Put all it your pleasure. Oh, yeah. Your pleasure. My pleasure. 
It's my pleasure. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her on, even though she's trying to learn how to tag me on Instagram, she'll learn. Right, right. Look here, look here. Don't, don't, don't rat me out. Don't rat me out. I'm gonna learn. <laughs> Ask your daughter. <laughs> she, she will teach me. She yeah. will teach me. Uh, thank you so much. And to everybody listening, really appreciate it. And let us know what your takeaways were on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, mm -hmm. wait, before we leave, though, I do want you to give a shout out to your website. Oh, yeah. So my website is drbrandymd.com. So it's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-Y-E-M-D.com. And you can yes. find yeah. everything there. Everything. The books. <laughs> Buy her book there. The little side yeah. note, Brandy has an E after Y. So please make sure mm -hmm. that you write that correctly. It'll be in the show notes. But I wanted to make sure that anybody listening is like, oh, my God, how do I get a part of Dr. Yeah. Brandy? That's how. Thank you for awesome. listening. Oh, remember, if you want different, choose different. Get back up, gals. We'll mm. see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.